Let's prepare our hearts for communion this morning. We are blessed to partake in communion. So wonderful that we can come together as God's people and place the cross at the center. But in preparing our hearts for communion, may I share what I would call a treasured scripture with you. How many of you would like to hear and receive a treasured scripture, okay? And uh, it's a beautiful gem. You can turn to Proverbs 4, verse 23, and we can bring it up on the screen right now. Proverbs 4, verse 23. I am reading it in the NIV translation. I particularly like the way it is rendered there. And this is, this is very beautiful. This is very powerful. This scripture taken to, to heart and built into our lives can have a profound effect upon your life. And this is what it says, Proverbs 4 verse 23. Above all else, guard your heart. Those three words, guard your heart. Say that with me, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Just let that sink in for a moment. Let's just pause and consider. The Bible does say that we should meditate upon the word. Sometimes you take a scripture like this and you're having your cup of coffee in the morning with the Lord and you just hold it before the Lord and you just read it a few times and say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. So beautiful. Above all else, God, your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Now, the same verse in the New King James Version says, keep your heart, and then it adds this, with all diligence. For out of it spring the issues of life. So this is telling us that we need to be diligent with this task of watching over our hearts. We need to be diligent. And so it's not a small issue, God, in your heart. It's not trivial. It's not uh, insignificant. And essentially what is coming out here in the wisdom of Proverbs is basically it's been said, watch over your heart. Keep a careful guard over your heart. Watch over your affections. Be vigilant over your heart. Keep your heart pure. Don't let anything defile your inner being. And you know what? This is such wisdom from God. This is a scripture I believe that should oftentimes come up in our lives as something important and we should focus on it again. I can remember my dad often using this phrase, guard your heart, guard your heart. Even saying it to me when I was facing something I wasn't happy about, he said, but guard your heart. I can remember him saying it to the pastoral team that he was overseeing and he'd say, brethren, <laughs> brethren, guard your hearts. It's so important that we do this, that we do guard our hearts. Such wisdom. Now, another translation says, guard your heart, for out of it flow, listen to this, the wellsprings of life. That's a lovely concept, an interesting concept, a wellspring. In other words, there's this well, 
and emanating from in the well is like a bubbling spring. For out of it flow the well springs of life. And so we should ask ourselves today, well, how is my well doing? How is my spring doing in my own heart, in my own life? Today's verse clearly emphasizes the importance of a clean heart. And we see that this is backed up in another scripture, which is found in Psalms 51.10. I'll read it to you where David the psalmist says, creating me a clean heart. You see, when we talk heart, it's important to God. And David says, creating me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. In other words, God, I don't wanna be bent out of shape. <laughs> I want a right spirit, a God-honoring spirit. And so we really need our hearts to be wholesome. Would you agree with that? We really need our hearts to be wholesome because it will affect absolutely everything. By the way, do you realize that we don't guard worthless things? We only guard things of tremendous value. You don't guard your trash outside, you know, outside the front lawn on, the, on that black trash bag. You, you don't guard that because it's, it's trash. It's going to the dump. But we guard things that are tremendously valuable and our hearts are extremely valuable. That's why we guard them because they affect everything. And under this aspect of guarding our hearts, uh, I wanna say one of the important things to say today is that Everything begins in the heart and then works outward. It's just a principle of how God has created it. Everything begins in the heart and works outward. The heart is first. And you know what the heart speaks of? It speaks of our private world. The heart speaks of our inner life, our thoughts. The heart speaks of our motives. It speaks of our desires, etc. And so the heart is like a fountain, and out of that fountain, it produces words and actions. And if the fountain is pure, then what will come out of our hearts is pure words and pure actions. Because after all, the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so easy. I was actually uh, earlier this week at a shop in the Centurion Irene area. I walked into the shop and here they have a magnificent uh, armor-plated suit on display. It looks quite impressive. It's shiny and polished and so on. And it's a suit that covers everything from top to bottom. I was also fascinated, even the shoes, they, they're pretty funky. You know, they're like silver shoes and they've got like these little like, I don't know, armadillo scales on the shoes. Even the shoes are being covered, you know, the feet are being covered by these shoes. And so, by the way, uh, as a kid, I always thought it would be so cool to get dressed in one of those suits of armor. Come on, has anybody said to yourself, I'd like to get dressed in one of those suits? Okay, thank you, three hands, three hands. Getting a little lonely up here on stage. Well, it was just my desire then, okay. And so, very interesting, and it was fascinating looking at the suit of armor like from the Middle Ages, but in terms of it covering everything, do you know that the breastplate, the part that covers the chest, the heart, the torso, the breastplate is actually the most important part of the armor because it protects the heart. 
You can probably have a, a knife or a spear or an arrow through a foot or a leg or an arm or something like that. I realize the head is also very important, but the heart is especially important, must be protected, because if the heart is injured in a suit of armor like that, everything is affected. And you know what? In the same way that you look after a physical heart in warfare, we're engaged in spiritual warfare in this world, and in the same way, we need to protect our spiritual hearts. Just as a physical heart pumps blood into the entire body, so too does the spiritual heart pump into every aspect of our lives. And so everything begins in the heart and flows outward. Now, another thing I'd like to mention here is that it's easy to talk about God in your heart, but it is another thing to put it into practice. And you know what? Sometimes here in church, it's very easy. We're talking, <laughs> God in your heart. Yeah, no, God in your Yeah, it's like a, like a, like a. But to actually put it into practice is sometimes far more difficult. Allow me to mention a few, more exa a few examples to bring this home. How do you respond when somebody says something unkind to you? They might be rude. They might be unkind in what they say. How do you respond? Are you quick to get offended? Or do you deal with it quickly? Is it like, you know, water off a duck's back? No, I'm not gonna let that bother me. Whatever they say, too bad. I know what God says about me. How do you respond? How do you respond when you feel that you should have been chosen for something, a particular thing? It might be at your work environment, and you feel, no, I should have been chosen for that opportunity. I should have gotten that promotion. Or maybe even in the church environment, you feel, well, I should have been you know, that life group leader, or I should have gotten the opportunity to be part of the worship team, and, and maybe for some or other reason it didn't happen. How do you respond in those situations? Let me give you another one. How do you respond when you are not invited to the party, <laughs> to the social, maybe to the baby shower? And you think, but I'm good friends with that person. What? What's going on here? How do you respond? You know the bottom line? It can be really hard. That's the reality. Our hearts can be contaminated in those times if we're not careful. Our hearts can be contaminated by things like jealousy, comparison, discontentment, offense, negativity, etc. Pastor Chuck Swindle who is a wonderful man of God, he's still alive today, I think he's probably close to his 90s, he says the following, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to that. Let me say it again, life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to that. There's a lot of truth in what has been said there. You see, the choices that you and I make in those difficult moments of unfair treatment or of ugliness or whatever we might face, those moments, in those difficult moments, what we choose is extremely important. It's life and death stuff. But I wanna say this, that as children of God, we should not be those type of people that are easily offended because you have a new nature which God has given you. 
He's taken out that heart of stone, that corrupt nature. He's put in his heart of flesh into you. He said, I will put my laws in your heart and cause you to walk in my ways. And so to realize that it's not okay for Christians to act in the same way as the world when it comes to offense. It's absolutely not okay. Because we have received grace. And therefore, we should be prepared to give grace. Freely you have received freely give. And it says in Colossians 3 verse 13, make allowance for each one's faults. Lord, did we really have to put this verse in the Bible? <laughs> Colossians 3.13 in the NLT, make allowance for each other's faults. And then it says, and forgive anyone who offends you. It's very important in those decisions in that decision moment when you treat it badly, how do you respond? How do you respond? To mention this is that we should also be careful to guard against a victim mentality. If you continue in those situations to make the wrong decision, the emotionally unhealthy decision time and time and time again, you end up moving into a victim mentality. You actually get stuck there. And I pray that anyone under the sound of my voice that is in that situation, that God would supernaturally bring a, a breakthrough for you right now. And so we, we don't wanna develop a victim mentality. If you have that mentality, it means that you tend to blame things on other people. You don't wanna take responsibility. You feel like life is against you. You feel like people are against you. Even at the office, now they're against me. At the varsity, they're against me. You, you also stop pursuing solutions because you begin to get stuck in your life. You start to get stuck. And then you think, well, this is where I must be. I must just camp out in the valley. No, no, no. Keep on moving forward. Keep on pursuing solutions. And so it's so important that we decide that we will be people that because we've received grace, we will extend grace. As I'm moving towards the end of what I wanted to say today is this. With God's help, our hearts can be happy and wholesome. <laughs> this is beautiful. With God's help, and God does help us, our hearts can really be happy and wholesome. And when we carefully watch over our hearts, we experience a flow of life and peace. Our life is overflowing with peace. And pure water will flow from pure hearts. You see, a well-guarded heart will produce an abundance of life. And you know what? Your family around you, they are wanting you to have a well-guarded heart so that your well, your fountain can produce a, a flow of life. And that homes can truly be happier because hearts have been guarded and there's a well of life that is coming out from each one of us. By the way, God in your heart is maybe another little picture. It's sim similar to growing a vegetable garden. Are there any of you that you have a little veggie garden somewhere, even if it's not that great? Raise a hand. Anybody with a veggie garden somewhere? Okay, all the organic people. <laughs> Free range, everything's healthy. That's lovely. Wow. But in terms of having a garden like that, a vegetable garden, you have to water and fertilize the good plants. But then there's other stuff that springs up. There's weeds. 
and you have to remove those weeds and then you will experience a beautiful vegetable garden. And so we need a purpose in our hearts. We do not want the weeds. We're not gonna make place for the weeds. My heart's gonna be happy, healthy, and wholesome unto the Lord. But just four simple ways to guard your heart. Number one, Take responsibility for your heart. Number two, refuse to give in to offense. Number three, don't let resentment build up. And number four, be quick to forgive. But in terms of those ways, the first one, take responsibility for your heart. This is one of the first keys to making sure that you guard in your heart because we need to take responsibility and say, it's my heart. God's given me the responsibility of looking after my heart. I'm gonna blame it on somebody else that I got offended. No, I allowed this into my heart. So we have to make sure that we take responsibility. And before God, God, I'm gonna take responsibility. I'm gonna guard my heart with your help. Secondly, refuse to give in to offense. Sometimes when you're raised in a particular home where your parents or uncles or aunts are quick to be offended, next thing you develop the same thing. And somebody just sends the slightest thing off and you are, the Greek word is miffed off. I heard a little lady's laugh there, so I couldn't help but tease. Another thing is, the third thing is, don't let resentment build up. There's a statement that says that we should keep short accounts. Have you heard of that? Keep short accounts. Now, the problem is some people have special financial arrangements where they have a 30, 60, and a 90-day book. <laughs> that ain't gonna help you, brothers and sisters. Don't let it go to 30 and 60 and 90 days because you say, no, I just wanna stew on it a little bit first. No, be somebody that says, I'm not even gonna go into the 30-day thing, but within you know, a day or two, I'm gonna deal with that. Or even before I put my head on the pillow, I'm gonna deal with that. I'm not gonna get it to build up. And so folks, I'm drawing to a close. I wanna say, let us take great care in looking after our hearts, here's the reason, because so much depends upon it. So much depends upon it. And after all, don't we wanna glorify God with our hearts? The Bible says, love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. We wanna glorify God with our hearts. We want that veggie patch to be all healthy and glorify God with our hearts. And by the way, after all, do you know that God is the searcher of the heart of man? He is. And the one last scripture, Psalm 139, verse 23 to 24, it says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. See if there's any wicked way in me. If there's any little weed in my garden, <laughs> search me. And then it says, and lead me in the way everlasting. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Would you allow God to search you right now? Would you allow God to search and know your heart and uh, allow God to highlight to you if there's anything, maybe any uh, unwholesome substance that you've allowed? any toxic chemical, any weed that you have allowed. And then the Bible says, and lead me in the way everlasting. In other words, those weeds are coming out, those wicked ways are coming out, and we're gonna follow God in the way of life. Lead me in the paths of righteousness. So let's just take a moment to examine our hearts. I'm gonna give you a moment to just think if there is somebody that you need to forgive.
Let's just close our eyes for a few moments. Would you just think about that? Close your eyes and think, is there a little weed that needs to be removed? Is there something that's harmful, something affecting you? Did somebody hurt you with their words? Were you offended by the way you were treated? Now just lift that up to the Lord. Lift that up to the Lord. And I'm gonna lead in a prayer. You can just agree with us in your heart. Lord Jesus, we hear the importance of the heart. Lord, we're sorry where we haven't guarded our heart as we should have. Sorry where we've allowed harmful things in, weeds in. But now we take responsibility. And Lord, we choose to forgive those people that have brought pain into our hearts and lives. One by one, we forgive that person. Hold up that person in your thinking. Lord, we forgive that one. We forgive that one for causing pain. We forgive that one for hurting. We forgive that one for their ugliness. We forgive. Because, Father, we forgive because they know not what they do. And now we also say, sorry, Lord, that we allowed those things into our hearts. And because we've confessed it to you, Thank you that you are faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse our fountain and cleanse our hearts. Faithful to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness.